We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 1,357 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. How are you, Bruce? Healthy and alive. Doing well. How was your Thanksgiving? It was very good. Uh, lots of food, you know, family, the, the, the typical, yeah. Uh, didn't overeat because I don't usually do that, uh, but I did enjoy some pie and whatnot. So, yeah. Well, that's good. I, I haven't had any pie. I, I guess I'm going to have to make it because they don't sell it here. So, I'm I, obviously, I mean, you would, why would you buy it? Unless you go to a real bakery, which they don't have a shortage of here, at least not in the short term. But I guess I'm going to have to make myself one. I, I'm set to make one on Friday. So, tomorrow, I, I'm set to make one then for the weekend. So, let's hope that it turns what kind? out okay. Cherry. Cherry? Okay. Yeah. yeah Cherry. We did, it's going to be we in had... a cast iron pan. Yeah. It's going to ah, be good. Yes. Uh huh. So it's going to be a, a, yeah. a rather large one, you know, one of the one of the deep ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did the cherry cherry cheesecake. Um, it was some con pumpkin. And it was also one that's four layer delight, but uh, the family calls it sex in a pan. Uh, but it's four uh, layer delight chocolate. Is it? Is it one of those? I, I've heard of like this better than sex cake. Is that what it is? Yeah, I, I think it's it's something on those lines. Yeah. Yeah, well, the kind where you need an insulin shot after you have a slice. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. personally have any of it. I'm not a huge chocolate cake fan, but yeah, they like it. Yeah, I I couldn't eat that stuff. Now I eat. I I had last week on my cheat day, or so Saturday is my cheat day. As in, I I when I say cheat day, let me be specific. Okay, I don't mean I splurge the entire day and just ruin everything that I've worked the entire week for. I mean I get one thing. As in, I get one item, usually a dessert item. So I'll give myself like some ice cream or something. Last Saturday, I had a cinnamon roll. And when I say a cinnamon Ooh. roll, I mean I mean a cinnamon yeah. roll. And yeah. I had... That's, that's my jam. Yeah. And I had a salted caramel ice cream bar with it. Mm, that sounds pretty good too. Believe yeah. me, it was delicious, but I felt like I wanted to throw myself off the nearest bridge <laughs> after I had it. Yeah, the cinnamon roll is good. The... Uh, I, the, the ice, ice cream, cream might was be too a little much. much. It was too yeah, much. That, the, yeah. the cinnamon roll, if I would have just done the cinnamon roll, it would have been fine. But the ice cream on top was, yeah, just, yeah, it, it, it wasn't necessary. But 
My goodness, was it good. And of course, before we get started today, I would just like to take a moment to remind our listeners that we did take a big risk when we started all of this. We are not backed by fake corporate dollars that push fake agendas that make everyone hate each other. So if you're interested in supporting the work that we do, we do offer additional features with our now active subscription service. Benefits include access to our instant messaging service for direct communication to us, along with early access to upcoming and sometimes unpublished podcasts, as well as exclusive access to our behind the scenes uncensored prep sessions where we talk about things that sometimes don't make it to the final product, which you're hearing now. So if you want to take part in this fight with us, if you would like to support a team that was willing to do the real research and not give you fake nonsense for talking points. If you want to say screw you to the mainstream media like CNN, Fox News, BBC, Sky News, and MSNBC, then the link is in the program description down below where you can come on board with us and take advantage of these benefits that we're offering to you. And by doing so, you will support our work and the research that goes along with that work. And together we can take the fight to the doorsteps of these frauds that are on the television, in the newspapers, and the talking heads on the international stage. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, together we can take action as subscriptions start at just $5 per month. Now, are you still unsure of what you're getting? We now offer a 30-day free trial, which includes limited access to all features and content again the link is in the program description down below all right um on to the events of the day uh bruce did you know that americans are are struggling and they're they're cash strapped did you know that i i didn't know i i I'm, never would have guessed that never would have guessed that never would have guessed that yeah um that bidenomics bit, uh, yeah that, that bidenomics is bidenomics just yeah that's, that's just they're, great they're, it's yeah, great. It is. It's it's wonderful. It's fantastic. And they're there to work for you in the administration. Mm. Americans need an extra emphasis on extra, extra eleven thousand four hundred dollars today just to afford the basics. Holy goodness. Where have we gone in the last three and a half going on four years? The typical American household must spend an additional $11,434 annually just to maintain the same standard of living that they enjoyed in January of 2021, right before inflation soared to a 40-year high. But there's no inflation. Haven't we been hearing that? There's no inflation. No. And if there is inflation, it's transitory. Exactly. You got it. It's transitory. It's just one of those things. And the rate hikes, that's good. That's good. You see, when you when you hike the rate, the interest rates up like that, that's good because they're fighting inflation every day for you. But inflation isn't inflation because it's transitory. No. Yeah. yeah. Inflation is um, a tax on you. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. It's it's been it's been painful here uh, in, in, in middle America uh, as well. You, you kind of get in places like this that that are relative food deserts compared to the rest of the US so you don't really have much of a choice on food selection and then when the rates start skyrocketing you know you, your your loaf of bread goes to $8 a loaf you know those kind of things what do you do you know uh so uh lifestyles here have changed people work multiple jobs now uh so yeah $8 for a loaf of bread i remember you telling me that and i i could not believe it $8 for a loaf that's just that's insane there there is a local bakery that you can still get like two dollar a loaf bread um if you get the, the loaf of bread that's a day old it's like a dollar fifty like or something like that so there are still places that you can get um lower quality bread i mean it's still bread um but uh, for for a, a decent price that's that's pretty good two dollars is good um and it's a pretty that good size good. loaf i mean it's you know bakery fresh you know those kind of things i mean it's not going to be fresh fresh but yeah well, if we're to look at the average hourly pay for working class individuals in the United States, that has increased 13.6% since January of 2021, although that kind of lags behind the 17% inflation rate that has increased during that same time period. So I know that they were trying to do some things to offset 
that as in like companies were, were trying to offset that for people. But that's just a Band-Aid. That's not going to keep the, this idea that we're going to somehow offset the wages to combat inflation and to take the pressure off of the consumer. You're only going to be able to do that as a company for so long because the interest rates and the inflation rates are going to continue to climb. But let, let's assume for a moment that you were uh, making those efforts to, you know, uh, make it more cost effective for your employees. That means your product prices rise. Either you take the hit and your profit margins, uh, which most companies can't do. It's not that they don't want to do like, you know, you, you might have a good moral company. But for example, a grocery store, you may have a good moral grocery store that they don't want to raise their prices of the produce, except grocery stores function at something like 5% profit. It is one of the least profitable stores out there. Um, so if they increase the, the, the wages for their employees, their prices of the produce has to go up for them to stay in business. So it, it, it's not much of a choice there. And then the, the only other option is to hire fewer employees, right? And that's why you see fast food chains and... Uh, um, the like, uh, even stores are doing this now to where there's just kiosks, you know, self-serve uh, checkouts or um, Amazon's test with the whole you walk in and it, it you use the app and all of that. And yeah. And you scan your hand, you know, that's mm. that's that's a good, you know, it's a good thing. It is the right hand, I think. <laughs> yeah, Something that, about that, that. I don't know. It's strange. Yeah. It's just coincidence <laughs> how that happens. Um, around the U.S., the state where the highest additional expenditures to afford the same standard of living compared to 2021 is Colorado. That's about as blue as you can get, I think. Where a household, yeah. Yeah, where a household must spend an extra fifteen thousand dollars a year to maintain their same standard of living. Residents in Arkansas, meanwhile, have to spend at least to maintain their standard of living about eight thousand five hundred dollars on an annual basis. Uh, of course, you have a different cost of living in, in both of those states. Of course, Colorado is very expensive. You used to live there. Yes, uh, it is it very is. expensive. It's um, gone up because of the people that have moved from like California and whatnot. They've moved to Colorado and the prices has gone. It just skyrocketed even more. And they get to these places that we've we've been arguing about this for for decades now. They get to these places and they say, oh, it's wonderful here how this this lifestyle is and and how peaceful it is and how you don't have any any bums or crime or drug use. It's great. And then within five to seven years, it slowly turns into the same hellhole they left because they don't change their voting habits. They don't adapt to where they move to. I mean, Colorado went rapidly. Um, they went from, you know, having people move into the state to legalizing marijuana to having uh, like breakdown. I have family that still lives there and the community that they lived in. I used to walk home from school to their house, uh, you know, to, to wait for my parents to pick me up. Right. The neighborhood was the, the typical 80s, 90s neighborhood, you know, you, you'd see kids playing and it was safe and all of that. Now it's literally like there's a crack dealer next door because of the, the policies have changed and everything. And the family's been trying to get out um, and it's been difficult because of the drug selling that happens. That's completely legal now. Don't even get me started on where I came from. You used to have kids playing in the neighborhood and now you've got meth dealers riding their bicycles up and down the streets and home break-ins and auto thefts and shootings and everything else. The differences in costs are tied to local economic differences. For instance, the typical household in Colorado requires an additional $267 per month compared to that of January in 2021. 
while other states saw smaller increases. A higher cost of living doesn't necessarily doom people to financial distress. The Ludwigs Group recently found that some expensive cities offer a best quality of life for working class Americans. Inflation takes a bigger bite out of the lower income households because by necessity, they spend a bigger share of their income on basics than higher income Americans. And until recently... Lower and middle income workers uh, working wages weren't keeping pace with the gains enjoyed by the nation's top earners. Food costs and basic costs are up more than other costs. That's according to uh, Ludwig Research. Putting on a Thanksgiving dinner costs the same if you're a lower or upper income American. But for a lower income American, it's a bigger portion of your spending. Go figure. The average cost of, I think, a Thanksgiving dinner this year, I was looking at it. One of the right wing outlets or whatever, you know, they call themselves uh, like Gateway Pundit or something. One of them said that the average cost of a Thanksgiving dinner this year was, I think, 13 cents less than it was last year. Uh, honestly, I, I don't even really know what it ends up costing because when we have family get togethers, uh, personally, so for my own situation. Yeah, everybody brings a little something, so. Everybody yeah. brings something, yeah. Yeah, it's one family member's in charge of uh, baking the turkey, you know, whatever it's smoking or cook, however they want to cook it. Another family member's uh, doing ham and somebody does desserts and, you know, you, yeah. It's, so it's, we spread the, the, the cost around, um, but still, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. It doesn't make up for it. Never does, especially if one person has to front a lot of that cost. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's not good. Mm-hmm. We talked about the crime rate. I suppose we should get into this. This is this is good news for crime, especially in New York City. New York City has lost over 2,500 NYPD officers this year alone. They've they've quit. That's not good. Excuse me. Where are my manners? That is good for crime, isn't it? That's good because the, the numbers are actually going to go down because you're not going to have a lot of that crime reported anymore. So that's actually going to be good for the st- for the statisticians. And it's going to be good for that. Uh, and it's going to be good come budget time next year. And there's going to be fewer interactions between law enforcement and... and um, you got you them. Know. Yeah. 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 So, so there's not yeah. going to be any complaints. That's going to mm. be good, too. That's that's good for, for morale. Mm-hmm. More than yeah. 2,500 New York Police Department officers have left the force in 2023 alone, with many attributing it to the force being forced to work a significant number of overtime hours due to staffing issues. <laughs> so they're leap... Okay, they're quitting because of staffing issues. This is going to give them further staffing issues. On top of that, I, I don't want to switch too far off into this this um, immigration thing, but we've got an immigration problem in America right now, uh, an illegal immigration problem. And New York is one of these sanctuary cities. Mayor Adams up there had, and all of his predecessors, I think all the way back to Giuliani, have talked about how wonderful it is to have a sanctuary city set up. Well, guess what? They have just asked the federal government for a $5 billion bailout to help them front the cost of this illegal immigration thing because they're a sanctuary city. Hmm. And the federal government will be more likely to pay more than them happy to because, yeah. yeah, they're left leaning. Whereas the states um, and communities that can't handle, um, God, they, there's inflow of illegals greater than the population of cities. Uh, or towns, communities, yeah, uh, in these southern states, they can't handle the amount that's coming mm-hmm. through there. Mm-hmm. And where's the federal aid? The federal aid is sending agents down here to cut the razor wire or to open the barricades, the gates, to allow more through. You know, they're saying that this is a staffing issue. I don't believe this. I, I do not believe this. I, I think the problem is is a bigger one because when I go down the, this article and I see this, where it says pension data, right? So you work 20 as a police officer in a in a major American city, 
you're going to take a full pension at 20, right? Once you get your 20, you're usually done. The pension data cited by the New York Post revealed that 2,516 officers have left the New York force so far this year. The Police Benevolence Association President Patrick Hendry said officers have been leaving the force for years without being replaced, leaving the remaining officers forced to work inhumane amounts of forced overtime. Additionally, 1,040 have quit before working the 20 years required to receive their full pensions. That's more than double the number that did that in 2020. This is why I say I don't believe that it's a staffing issue. Here's why I say that. We have been watching the Soros-funded district attorneys across major American cities refuse to prosecute crime. If you're a police officer and you are out there locking up legitimate criminals that are causing harm to the community on your watch, and then they just get turned loose, why are you even there? What's the point? If you can't do your job, or worse yet, you do your job and you get reprimanded for it, why would you stay there if you're just going to be punished for doing your job? You're not making any improvement whatsoever into the community that you are sworn to protect and serve, so why would you stay? I don't believe this is a staffing issue at the root cause of this. I, I, no, and I, I agree. I think there's also another problem as well. Um, this happened in Chicago over the weekend, I think. It was making the rounds on social media. Uh, four police officers tried to manhandle a single shoplifter, suspected shoplifter, and were unable to detain him. The shoplifter in question looked like an average male, and the four officers were four female officers, all smaller than he, uh, and they were struggling to arrest this dude. If I'm a police officer and my partner happens to be a female, sorry, ladies, I would want to quit as well. Um, you're risking my life as well because you're incapable of doing the job properly. I'm sure there's uh, places for a female cop to be on the beat arresting people like that. That is not it. Sorry. But uh, like I said, if I, if, I, if that was because you, you hear the sergeant uh, come over on dispatch saying, look, if you can't get him, just let him go. It's just shoplifting. And you can hear the defeat in his voice. And that is just more uh, morale crushing in and of itself. Yeah. So, yeah. There, there's a and, lot going on there. Yeah. And you, you can't do anything with these looting events that are happening. I saw a video the other day and it like I, I've lost track of how many times I've seen these things. This gang of, um, uh, for lack of a better, youths uh, went into a, a Louis Vuitton store on, I think it was Fifth Avenue or something in New York. And they walked out in less than a minute. A dozen of them or so went in there and ransacked the place for a quarter million dollars worth of stuff. And they were gone. What are you supposed to do with that? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what you do with that either. Uh, I mean, well, I know what you do with it, but politics, you know, that's politics. Yeah. 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 Uh, the people don't want. Uh, yeah. No, the, the thing is, we, we shouldn't even be here in the first place. We, we shouldn't have roving gangs going in and looting stores like this. That should not even be a thing. But here we are. We, we've cultivated a, a, a generation that is willing to go out and do that. Um, but the thing is, is it's not just. It's not just the U.S. We were seeing this happen in like the U.K. We're, we're seeing this happen in other countries. Uh, so it's not it's not, I don't know, confined to just us. There, there, there's no, definitely just, a, a problem. 
we're we're just we're given the biggest spotlight because we're we've been the target of a demoralization campaign. So yep. that's why we've got a target on our back. All right, um, on to the uh, other problem that we have. This well, this isn't a problem that I've got, of course, not yet, but I could see it being a problem in the very near future because of this green insanity. Uh, Bruce, supposedly there are going to be rolling blackouts that could impact southern states this year. That would include you. Yeah, and uh, I'm not happy about it. Okay. It gets cold here, right? Not as cold as places in uh, Europe or, or uh, Canada or for the matter, uh, but it gets cold here. More people die of cold than heat. Heating is important uh, this time of year. Fortunately, we have fireplace here in, in our situation, but what do you do with a lot of people that are, their, their jobs require electricity? What do you, like, that's pretty much every job nowadays. What do you do in that case? Like they're out of work. I think just about every job requires electricity now, unless you're a uh, unless you're a steam engine operator, and we don't have any of those anymore, do we? Uh, there's there's tourist attractions that have tourist those. attractions, yes, yeah. but you're not going to be taking a tour because you're not going to be able to get your car there because you need electricity to get the fuel in the cars. Of course, that's that's assuming that you still have a uh, a petrol or diesel powered car this time of year because you're going to have an electric car, but you're not going to be able to power that, are you? If there's no mm -hmm. electricity, no. Hopefully people are putting the two and two together that we're, we're, we don't have enough electricity now and we're wanting to go electric with the cars. I'm hoping that everybody's catching on. Everybody's catching on in the sense they don't want to get EVs because they're so expensive and there's no funding for that. Like they, they can't afford it. I mean, you want to get a new car. Jeez, you're, you're looking at like $50,000. I mean, it, it, it's expensive. We talked about electric cars and how much they they actually cost. Not what you pay now, but when those subsidies run out, when those are gone and those no longer exist, it's going to cost you upwards of almost a hundred thousand for an electric car. Part of me, uh, like, so if you're if you're not into the whole uh, believing that the, the there's people out there that want to kill off the human race because they believe that humans are a blight on civilization or the planet or what have you. It wouldn't be civilization because we're the ones that create civilization. But you, you get what I'm saying. They, they, they think where there's too many. And you don't believe that people are trying to enact control. Uh, you, you need to um, then look at economy, right? Economics, um, supply and demand, right? The, the, the greater the supply, um, well, it's going to be worth less, even if the demand increases if you have a large supply of it. However, if you have a... a very restricted supply and a high demand, what does that mean? Your product is going to be worth a lot. Lithium is one of those things that is in very low quantities, very low supply, uh, and they're trying to artificially create a demand for it. All the other ideas aside, this one I think everybody should be able to agree with. It's at least a scheme to try to get money from the average person. At the very least, that's what it is. Uh, the, the, as we've uh, kind of joked about, the uh, this is the benign explanation, uh, and the the worst one we've we've been talking about is it's about creating a control state, uh, a digital dark age uh, in the future. You own nothing, and you'll be happy about it. I keep saying if no one owns anything, no one's going to take care of anything. So there's no point. I mean, it's already difficult enough. How some people treat their electronics is it, it, it's it's like that's atrocious to me. How people do that? Yes, I, I see it, people. It makes me cringe. 
I saw somebody drop their smartphone the other day, and as they reached down to pick it up, they kicked it and it like skid across the floor. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I would be having a conniption if I just if it hit the floor. And you know how I like this is OtterBox and and glass and and everything else. And if this thing drops, then I panic with all the protection that's on it. Yeah, and you take great care in not dropping it in the first place. Right. Um, not yeah, smashing uh, it at a car door and, and running over it a couple of times. But yeah. So no, back to the original point here. We don't generate enough electricity to keep the lights on as it is, or we're, we're running the bare minimum now because of this crap. Do you understand what's been done to our energy sector? Shall I spell it out for you? The people that are in other parts of the world, namely China and Russia, have actually convinced us through our indoctrination centers we call universities to foster these ideas that have infected our corporations and our governments, because that's where these people feed from. Where do you think they come from? They go right into the Fortune 500, into the Fortune 30 from the universities. That's where they pick them. And they go right into government straight out of out of the universities. That's where they pick them. And they come out with these whacked out ideas that we need to change our entire energy sector because we're somehow destroying the planet. Are you stupid? Are you that stupid to actually believe that? Yes. Bruce is nodding his head. Yes. Yes, they are. That's a that's a rhetorical question. I shouldn't even be asking that. So, yes, they are that stupid. And worse than that, they have not just convinced us, well, of course, not us, but they have not just convinced the mainstream politique, if you will, and the mainstream uh, corporate mouthpiece. They have not just convinced these idiots that that is what's going on because of climate change, but they have gotten us to transfer our energy sector and our manufacturing base to them. Hello? You couldn't make this up. You could not make this up. This is how stupid we have become. And we have nobody on the conservative side, quote, conservative side. I mean, the Sean Hannity's and the Tucker Carlson's. Yes, I'll throw that one out there. Everybody likes to say rah, rah, Tucker. Where's he on these people in the Far East that have undermined us with their change agents? All of these people have missed this. All of them have. And they continue to be. You talk about a conspiracy. What about a conspiracy to ignore the truth of what's going on? On the conservative side, forget the left wing. We already know what's going on there. How about you get somebody on the conservative side that actually points out what's really going on here? They're not doing it. No. And honestly, many of them I don't think will because they're controlled opposition. Or they're too scared uh, to point things out because it seems so crazy that they'll lose uh, support. They'll lose, you know, subscribers, ads, whatever, money. and. It's more profitable uh, with their grifting, uh, you know, the, the uh, uh, well, uh, we lost this, um, you know, uh, like the abortion trend uh, for years uh, on the right. Um, we have to fight abortion, vote for me, donate to me, I'll continue to fight abortion. And then you have those on the left. Uh, we, we have to make uh, reproductive health uh, available to everyone, uh, vote for me and I'll fight for it. That's been the grift on both sides. Uh, similar things. So no, it's not something you can't. What do you, what do you do at that point? How do you grift that? How do, how do you? That that's the problem. Is there's no money to be made there. So no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think the the mainstream is going to do anything like Tucker and or Hannity or any of them. I don't think they're going to talk about those those things. No, they might have someone on to. that'll talk about it, but they won't. They they can't because then that would mean I'm just throwing this out there as a blanket, okay, across all of the uh, the so-called conservatives. If they were to say that, then 
they would be discrediting themselves and their points that they've made over the past decades. So they can't do that. That would hurt their credibility too much with the uh, the entrenched conservative movement, which I don't even believe is a true conservative movement. As you said, I think it's just controlled opposition is all it is. You know, it's the ear tickling, feeling good. Let's all go to turning point. Rah, rah, Trump. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's does seem to be what the case is. On the good side of things, Bruce, if you want a Big Mac combo meal from McDonald's, it will now cost you in some places $18. Isn't that good? Yeah, um, I, I, I don't want a Big Mac personally. Um, it's garbage. That aside, um, I also don't want to pay that kind of money for it. I'd rather go to the, the local steak joint and have a steak for that same amount of money. Um, no. Uh, but if you're, if you're someone that's for livable wages, you know, you, you want uh, people to be paid at a fair wage or whatever the argument is, you should be thrilled by this because the, the increase in prices, uh, Granted, some of it is inflation, but uh, the rest of it is um, the increase in, in minimum wage. You can go get a job flipping burgers at uh, McDonald's for starting at $15 an hour, $18 an hour in some places. And what do you think that does, as you pointed out earlier, what do you think that does to the, the rest of the supply chain? Do you think that you're going to continue to have your $5 service or your, your dollar? I don't even think, do they even have the dollar menu at McDonald's anymore? I don't think they do. I don't think they can. They, they still have the dollar menu, but it's more than a dollar. It's like $2. It's more than, I think it's $2. Mm. They can't call it a $2 menu, can mm. they? No. Yeah. So yeah, $18. It, there was one place in Connecticut that charged $18 for a Big Mac combo meal. And that's not even with a large, like that's not the large fry and the large drink. That's just a medium. Of course, in America, the medium. That's like another dollar. Yeah, yeah. It's another dollar or two. Um, but the busiest location in the US is the McDonald's in Times Square in New York City. And that will charge $13.69 for a Big Mac combo meal. I mean, it's New York, so I expect the, the larger cost, but sure. that's that's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. Bruce, did you do any Black Friday shopping this year? I did not, uh, Why not? personally. Why not? Did you not want to go out there and stab people over over a, a television or or shop towels or, or toilet paper or something? Did, did you just not, did you not feel the season's beatings this year? No, no, I God, that actually would have been fun. Now that you bring that up, that that could have been fun. That could have been uh, a great no. stress reliever, yeah. And you wouldn't <laughs> have had a DA or a, or a police officer to arrest and prosecute you, so you'd have yeah, gotten that's off true. Scott free. Uh, that's true. Uh, fair point. Uh, but no, I did not. I did not um, do any of that. I didn't even do any of that from home, uh, and largely because of topics that we were just talking about. Uh, inflation is so high, and um, uh, you know, uh, spending is uh, decreasing. You know, your your um, funds are not as they were. They don't go as far as they used to. Yeah, no, so. they don't. But you'll be happy to know that one of the largest selling items across the entire retail sector in America on Black Friday was, guess what? Firearms. Americans bought a whole bunch of guns on Black Friday, which, you know what? If you're going to go out and you're going to shop on Black Friday, what better purchase could you make? as an American. Of course, as anybody, as far as I'm concerned. Americans flock to stores to buy guns on Black Friday, according to statistics provided by National Shooting Sports Foundation on Monday. The FBI's uh, NICS system, their National Instant Criminal Background Check system, completed 680,671 firearm background checks during the week of Black Friday, according to the organization. The FBI system executed 214,913 during Black Friday, the Black Friday holiday 
itself. So on the actual Friday. Background checks for the week surrounding Black Friday in 2022, so last year at the same time, were slightly higher at 711,372. However, the background checks completed on Black Friday itself broke previous records set in 2017 by over 11,000. So I guess we weren't buying as many, but it was still the largest item that was bought or as a, you know, not a single item, but the largest category of items that were bought on a single day. Everybody was waiting for those big uh, Black Friday deals on day of. That's that's why it was. Well, yeah, you know, but bigger I mean, that. if you walk into say like a um, uh, well, what, wherever you go, if you go into like a gun store or something, of course they're going to have a Black Friday sale. Of course, ammunition or, or targets or or something, you know, sure, um, something like that. But if they're offering buy one get one at fifty percent off or something, I'm buying two. You yeah. better believe it. I'm buying two. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm torn on this one. <laughs> I want Americans to have guns, obviously, um, for the Second Amendment. Uh, but the fact that Americans were out seeing the need to buy guns, more people have seen the need for it. That means our society is not doing well. And thus, I'm, I'm kind of stuck in between that there, you know. Or you could look at it like this. Or it's showing a, uh, a level of maturity of people that want to stand up and take control of their own lives and be responsible citizens. Because if we look at the statistics that are going on, the crime statistics in places like New York, where you've got a, a cut down of, um, uh, of staffing, <clears throat> staffing issues, which I don't believe. But if you've got that all over the country, and what did we have the last couple of years? We had the BLM riots, didn't we? And so you had a breakdown of law and order. You had no responses to calls. You had riots across the city. Of course, you're going to see people that are going to take up their own defense. Of course, you're going to see that. If you don't have the police that are there to protect you, which is what they're there to do, then what are you supposed to do? We've had calls across the U.S. in recent years of what? Defund the police and replace yep. them with social workers, right? Replace them with mental health counselors. While the same people that are championing this in your city councils and your community organizations that are run by Marxists all hire private security officers to protect them, fully armed, 24 hours a day, seven days a week to sit outside of their homes while you get nothing. So, yeah, at the taxpayer expense, my at dad. the taxpayer expense. And that is why people, I believe, are going out and purchasing firearms to protect themselves because they know that they're not going to get it any other way. Yeah. Uh, and that that um, seems to be playing out. Um, I've read multiple stories uh, in places like New York, Chicago. Uh, where store owners um, would buy firearms to protect their store because the police aren't. Um, or in the case of Chicago, they're incapable of protecting the, the people. So, um, yeah, good on them for buying them. Please, uh, when you when you buy them, um, if you're a new gun owner, uh, take a training course on it. Know how to properly handle the firearm. Uh, know how to properly maintain it. Uh, those are those are two things that I encourage people. If you're a new gun owner, um, you definitely need to know how to use it uh, properly, uh, both to protect yourself and um, really potentially others around you. Um, because if you ever have to use that firearm and you don't know how to use it or you're not a good shot with it, that gun will be used against you. Indeed it will. And we have always championed gun safety around here. So if you, in my personal opinion, if you don't know how to use a gun, if, you, if you're a first-time buyer and you go out and you purchase one legally, you go through the process. And this goes for people that are outside the U.S. that are able to do this as well. Go take a training course. Get familiar with what you've bought or go to a place where you can try it before you buy it. So you're already comfortable with it before. But take the training course anyway. 
Take the, the concealed carry course. Even if you live in a state like where I come from, from Ohio, where we have open carry, and I think we're doing constitutional carry now, and I think you do the same thing in Oklahoma, uh, and yeah. other states are doing that. Take the course anyway. Take it yeah. anyway so you understand the safety of it. If you do not know how to properly operate that firearm, you, in my opinion, have no business having it because you are now a danger to yourself and everyone else around you. Yes, um, I, I agree with the sentiment of that. Obviously, I don't agree with, you know, putting any kind of regulation in place, but sure, the, the sentiment but of it, it, I, I agree. Yeah, take yeah. it for your own personal benefit because you will learn something out of it. You will learn things that you did not know. Yeah, I mean, even if it's just like a, a short, like, you know, growing up, we all kind of had the uh, uh, rite of, of passage going into manhood. You go into the hunter safety course. You know, we've all, uh, oh, yes. well, I say yes. all of us, most of the guys have the done hunter it. The hunter safety you know. course, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get a little bit of training. That That is at least something, you know. Uh, so even if that's all you can afford at the time. The other thing is, is a lot of times you can find, if you can't afford it and you're buying, you, you can find gun shops that are, you know, family owned or whatever, and they'll They'll walk you through stuff, even just the basics. Uh, so you just need to know the basics and practice that. And then and take stay it to in the practice. firing range. Yeah, stay in practice. Yeah, absolutely. Stay in practice by going, get some range time in. Yep. Get range time in. Um, it's also, depending on the firearm you purchased, um, obviously you need to know, but dry firing is also a thing uh, to practice, knowing the trigger pull and everything. Again, you have to be careful and gun safety is important. So uh there, there's also other things out there. Uh, there's a lot of companies that produce laser target systems now that you can use um, and uh, practice at home without using firearm, uh, the, the, the actual ammunition. Uh, it's a lot cheaper and you can still work on your accuracy, uh, trigger pull, you know, all that stuff. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, firearms, I know this, this is kind of a, a changing of the, uh, the topic, but not really, because this organization, if you if you noticed, you, you see this, Bruce, this is out in front of the United Nations building. You see what you see that behind there? You see that statue, that statue that's behind that that guy right there, uh, Mr. Uh, Antonio Gutierrez, yeah. you know, the uh, secretary yeah. general of the United Nations. Do you see that? Mm. That's a it's a gun with a knot tied in the end of the, mm. the barrel there. You see that? Mm. Yeah. That yeah. kind of shows where their stance is. But anyway, has nothing to do with what I'm going to uh, talk about here. United Nations says that. Um, we're going to have to reduce our consumption of meat because of climate change. You were wanting to sink your teeth into this one, so let's hear it. So I partially agree with this. Now, um, here's why. I don't believe the, the climate change nonsense. Um, no. What I do believe is the moderation, rule of moderation, and kind of a general rule. Uh, you take your hand, open it up, look at the palm of your hand. That's about the amount of meat you're supposed to have in a meal, roughly. Um, and your the space that your fingers would fill or your vegetables and you know the 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 rest that's more or less a meal one meal uh so i'm okay with the idea of reducing meat consumption because americans do consume a lot of meat i mean you that big mac we were talking about how many patties of meat is on there i, I mean think, that i think two i think yeah but yeah. I think um, it's got like 800. Is it like 800 calories or something? I think it's way more one? than that. Is it more than uh, that? I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think we're in the, like the 1600 range or something Good like Lord. that. I mean, it's okay. it's it's a lot of calories. Um, but so I, I agree with a, a generally. However, the reasoning that they're saying is uh, they want us to go vegan or down the, the bug road. Or, or synth meat, um, you know, they, they want us to have synthetic meat, or um, human meat, which is being or human meat. That's that's also another option, which uh, no, no, only in survival situations. 
Uh, also that's, communism. That's like a, yeah. Because that's that's what that is. It, well, it, survival situations, like I said, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't, I cannot support that, obviously. I wish Americans were paying attention and, and did the, the effort to, to look at uh, climate change and its origins and how sound the science really is because it's it's um bovine excrement it steaming is. It certainly know. is and th- of course th- that is what's causing climate change according to the united nations you know we've got cop 28 yes. coming up yeah in dubai and i think there's only going to be i think a little under 2000 private jets that are going to be flying in there for that yeah so they're basically going to be the carbon footprint of an entire nation just for one event basically yes and you know they're going to be eating meat in there I can't wait to see what the menu is this year. You remember we looked yes. at it when they were in Scotland? Mm. Yeah, there yeah. was one plant-based option on there. The rest of it, they were eating like pigs in there. Yep, lobster, all kinds of... Oh, yeah, yeah. lobster, yeah. burgers, yeah. pizzas, yeah. you know, chips, all kinds. Of, it, was, it was disgusting. The United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization, I didn't even realize there was such a thing, will publish its uh, Global Food Systems Roadmap during COP28 this year, which will be held in Dubai, and it's going to kick off today and extend nearly two weeks until mid-December. The FAO's first-of-its-kind document, can't wait to see this one, will recommend that nations will overconsume meat to limit their consumption as part of a broader effort to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Wait, so they're saying to eat more meat to reduce the amount of emissions? Is, is that is that what no. I just... No, no, you, you, you're over... They, they recommend that nations that overconsume meat... Oh, so to limit that, uh, to limit yeah. the overconsumption. Now, a quote from yeah, a quote from the the statement from them. They say the failure of leading meat and dairy companies to reduce emissions under failure for them to reduce their that's their revenue. You dumbass. That's what they make money on. So of course they're not going to undercut anything because that's going to cut into their profits. It's going to put them out of business, and you're going to be sending them over to Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos to buy their lab grown milk or whatever the hell it is, or his his fungus farms. Yeah, whatever. You know, any of that crap or his his uh, transgenic edible vaccines. Do you hear about those? Have you heard about those? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And we're funding that. Thomas Massey actually stonewalled a bill that was up in Congress for that. Good. The failure of leading meat and dairy companies to reduce emissions underlies the urgent need for more policy focus on the food and agricultural sector. Uh, Food system emissions deserve a place at the top of the table alongside energy and transport as they represent an estimated third of greenhouse gas emissions and 40% of methane. Investors hope that first ever publication of a food and agricultural roadmap at COP28 this month will catalyze the transition to a 1.5 degrees or more sustainable food system. They're they're calling for what that is by the end of the century when they're all going to be dead anyway. They do need to have policy changes, by the way. I, I do agree with that. They I need to too. have new let's regulations by, and policy changes. Let's start by by shutting down all of those people that are calling for that. Yeah, that that's the start. And uh, the other thing I would like to see is, uh, you know how other nations uh, bar advertising for things like medicines? Um, yes. Maybe stop doing that on television for food. Yes, there there are only two countries in the world where that is actually legal, I'd like to point out, where the companies themselves can fund and do direct-to-consumer advertising. One is the United States, and the other one is, I believe it is New Zealand. I, I'm pretty sure it's New I, Zealand. I think that's not, yeah. yeah. But I, I this, know... is, this is why you have a drug ad in America every other commercial that's on television, every other advert you yep. see. That's why it's, a, it's from a pharmaceutical company. They can't do that here, where I'm at. Pharmaceutical company or food. That's like the two main ads you see uh, on television uh, here in the States 
which I don't watch television anymore, so I, I don't know how bad it is uh, in the last like eight years, oh, no. ten years. It's it's bad. The last time I was in the states, I was I was visiting somebody who had the television on, and it was as you said, it was every other ad was was a food thing. Bruce, it was so bad. I'm watching that. Of course, spending time in in Europe and eating healthy and and cooking fresh and all that stuff, and you see things like I'm not going to mention any of the fast food places, but you see some of these places, and it's you get the 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 15 deep fried chicken strips and for an extra two dollars you get the gravy sauce to dip it in <laughs> this is what gets advertised and I'm, I'm like i'm scratching my head and i'm like you people eat this you really eat this you can literally buy a 40 piece chicken nugget meal um, oh my god like that's yeah that's 40 piece <laughs> that used to be i remember when i was in the states that used to be like the party pack as in like you were having some people over and that was like a, a yeah, thing you could buy yeah. for like 20 bucks or something sure. Sure. And that's that's about the same. It's it's about 20 bucks um, here. And in, in my town, it's it's about 20 bucks. A Big Mac is about almost 13 here. $13. So. What are you in New York? Yeah. 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 Bidenomics. Yeah. United Nations meat consumption. I can't wait to see how hypocritical these people are going to be at COP28. We're going to be looking into that in the coming days. So if that's going to be a two-week thing, you know there's going to be releases of the menus and the uh, the number of jets and and the yachts that are going to be there. You know all of them are going to be funneling in there if they're not there already. Yeah, and the... Um... Yeah, I'm 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 definitely curious to see the menu and then compare it to the menu that they want us to eat. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. like God, like uh who was it that was eating like iguana and whatnot? Like Zuckerberg. Uh, some of the meat. It was Zuckerberg, that's right. The android. Yeah. The yeah. android. All right. Um let's uh let's spend the last topic here on uh, on the Middle East. Bruce, did you know that Hamas they keep violating the ceasefire agreements? Would you have guessed that? <laughs> uh if I was a betting man, I would have made a lot of money on that one. Because uh, that that's kind of like yeah you know the sun's going to rise the next day it's kind of like Hamas is going to violate treaties it's kind of the same yeah they keep they keep violating that uh, Hamas supporters uh, they keep arguing that the uh, the attacks on ten seven they were legitimate or at least understandable against the occupation of Gaza the argument of course kind of glosses over the fact that Israel is not really occupying Gaza. I think they pulled out of there in, what was it, 2006 or 2008, somewhere along in there? Yeah, they early left. 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, anyway, they have released some of the hostages in recent days. Have you seen some of the video of that? I, I did catch part of it on uh, on another podcast, and it was, a, it was a complete photo op. They had the hostages waving goodbye to Hamas. Mm. Uh, um, mm-hmm. I don't want to call them soldiers, thugs, I guess, as they were mm. you know, leaving. And it's like, um, you just held me hostage. I'm not going to wave goodbye to you. I, I'm not going to do uh, that. I would wave goodbye going, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see I'm, your you're number one. For, yeah. I'm, yes. I'm, yeah. 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 Uh, so is it bad of me there? I, I read they were doing a, um, a hostage transfer, a trade, right? And uh, that's one of the things they're looking at doing. Uh, once you get all the hostages over to you, what's stopping you at that point? Nothing. Yeah. They're just so, going to take mean, more. Yeah. So both sides, like. Uh, I, I, okay, this this might be the the bad guy option, but you get the hostages and they're safe and everything. You already know the targets are there, the 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 bad guys that you just handed over, and you have a slew of them there. It's target rich environment is what I'm trying to say at that point. Once you get the hostages back, maybe it's dirty, maybe it's scummy, but you got to get rid of this ideology. And how do you do it? Is it just because they they don't have good paying jobs? They don't have good options there. 
Uh, or is it because they literally believe the doctrine that they're being taught and um, they're willing to die for their cult? You know, Elon Musk paid a visit to Israel. I don't know if you caught that or not. I seen a meme on it and somebody was bashing him for yeah, yeah. The point of bashing him was because of what he said. It was a little bit inflammatory and it's been taken as um, basically the, the left are going completely crazy over it. They're saying that the entire platform of Twitter or X or whatever it's called now should be banned. And the reason is, is because Elon said publicly, I heard the audio this morning in the car. He said that you're going to have to, and I'm just quoting what he said, you're going to have to kill the people that want to kill people because you're not going to get rid of it any other way. And you have to stop indoctrinating children that are being brought up to kill other people. So I, I don't know of any other way to put it. And and that's, I can see the look on your face, but that's, that's what he said. I heard him say it. So here's the thing, uh, the left, uh, first of all, this dude is like autistic and whatnot. So he's a little honest, a little blunt. Which I find to be a good thing, personally. I, I enjoy this. I enjoy uh, seeing the left squirm. Even the right. I enjoy seeing them squirm, too, when, when things like this come out. But uh, explain to me how he's wrong. That's I, my problem. I, I, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm scratching my head because, I, like, what do you do? If you've got someone that's intent on, on killing another human being because of that, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you humanely deal with that. If that makes any sense. Any person, any person that uh, owns a firearm, like we just talked, you have someone break into your house, okay? And they're also brandishing a weapon. And they say, I'm going to kill you. Okay, what is your response? What is your, like, everybody that is a good parent, a good husband, a good individual, a good American, based on what the founders said, you will shoot them dead before they shoot you. And before they can go out to someone else's place and do the same thing. And I'm not trying to advocate violence or any of those kind of things. That's literally what the founder, like it was against the law back in the day, uh, in the early days of America to not stop someone. So if there's a criminal that broke into your house and you didn't do anything to stop them, then you're found guilty uh, aiding that individual or helping them because they went and robbed someone else. So now you're guilty of that as well. That, that's kind of my mentality when it comes to this kind of stuff. If you're not going to try to stop these terrorists, this ideology that's being taught to these kids uh, and they're being raised in this, if you're not making efforts to, to make a change, you're just as guilty a, a, a party in this. So at this point, what do you do to stop it? It's, it's been allowed to fester. The, the uh, cancer is now, uh, well, it's in stage four at this point. What do you do? The only thing to do is cut it out. You got to remove it. I know you said that you like to see the uh, the left squirm. Do you know of a um, a worm named uh, Keith Olbermann? You remember him? Oh, yes, I do remember him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have his latest uh, rant here. I thought that we could play this. I And I was I was making faces over here clicked off because I was hoping that you would hurry up and make your point because I don't want to look at this face anymore on the screen behind me. I just don't want to. It is time for the government of the United States to ban X, the social media site still largely known as Twitter. And yes, I get the irony. Scan that QR code to take you directly to the Friday edition of the Countdown Podcast, because with his amplification of a post duplicating the hateful language of the Pittsburgh synagogue shooter, with his doubling and tripling down on anti-Semitism and white supremacy, and with the likely Republican nominee for president echoing the hate speech of the Nazis and Hitler, Elon Musk is standing over a tinderbox of racial and religious hatred and intolerance and the targeting of the quote, other unquote, that has never been fuller and never been been drier in the history of this country. 
the peace and security of the United States of America is literally at stake. The president or Congress or the states or all of them acting together must ban Twitter X and sever all contracts and contacts with all of Elon Musk's other companies, SpaceX, Tesla, The Boring Company, Neuralink, and XAI. Elon Musk has gone down a path of hate and potential violence from which he cannot backtrack. Either he goes or Twitter X must. Yeah. Um, and that was posted on Twitter, I imagine. Yes, it was on Twitter. That's where it came from. <laughs> eh, the irony. Uh, you know what? Wire brush to him. Uh, he's honestly all he is is he's just a loud gong. That's yes. all he is. He's, he, he's just he's out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he is. It, 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 the stuff he says is just meant to be inflammatory. And he gets the clicks because he's inflammatory. That's it. Uh, the people that actually believe. Okay. If you have someone that commits a crime, like a school shooting or something like that, and they have a belief of like, I don't know, they're, they're transgender or something like that. And I, I don't know where that happened or anything. Should you not look at people like Keith Oberman and be like, man, you know, because of the laws that we currently have, you can be held for the things that you say. Like if there's some kind of like a, a terrorist or something like that calling for, I don't know, maybe maybe the eradication of a, an entire country and people. And then something happens. Shouldn't you be held accountable? You know, shouldn't you? That they never are. Current laws. They and never stuff? are. No, they're not. They're not. And, and to be fair, I I'm of the opinion that there should be free speech. So to be fair to the argument, I I I think people should be allowed to say those things. But under the current state of the law, no, you're not. You're not allowed to say those things. You're not allowed to call for violence. You're not allowed to threaten people. So I I think people like him. They should be looked at as much as I dislike it, um, because they're literally saying these people are the equivalent of Hitler. OK, so if you're in a, a radical extremist, uh, like an Antifa type or something like that, and you're willing to out, go out and burn cities and, and whatnot, and you hear your talking heads on your side saying these people are Hitler or Nazis, what are you inferring there about Antifa is about punching Nazis or whatever they say? Aren't you calling for violence? Uh, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, he's he's to me, he's just a caricature. He's he's comical. He's a has been. He had a yeah. show a long time ago, and he's he's just a has been now. I saw him go downhill since the Trump thing. Ever since ever since Trump uh, got elected the first time. Notice I said the first time. <laughs> ever since yeah. he got elected the first time, and it turned into this uh, this big rant fest with him. And he's just he's never recovered from that. Oberman hasn't. He's never recovered from that. He he lost his show. He had a show on MSNBC, uh, and he lost it. I don't know how he lost it. The contract ended or or whatever. They just you know, ratings were terrible. But he left, and it's just been a, a slow descent. He looks. I think probably two or three times worse as in like physically now than when I saw him. Last time I saw him was during COVID and he was championing getting like his third or fourth or whatever booster, but he has gone downhill since then. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious though. So I know what this does to me, like the podcast, like you getting into the news all the time and it can be uh, oh, a bit of a doom spiral. Yeah. It's a it's, bit of a bit of stress. Yes. Um, so I understand, you know, being in media and, and whatnot. I, I, I understand that. But this dude seems to only um, like it's just oozing out of him, the, the hatred and vitriol. And uh, like you're putting that stuff for that to come out of you, for that to be the, the, the direction you, you have to be putting that into yourself. And you're 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 feeding yourself on that. You're 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 stewing on it. it like 
God, it's just, I don't want to be around people like that. And how no. do people want to even watch his show or listen to him? That's just cancerous. It has I, to be like I, a cult following. Like it. It, it has to be like a cult following or something. I, I don't know. I can't, I yeah. can't think of any other reason for it because I certainly would not want to watch that. All right, my friend, um, we can go ahead and jump out of here a few minutes early, barring anything else. Do you have anything else? Ah, uh, not, not, not particularly. I don't, did I mention the, uh, tax thing? I don't remember if I mentioned that. Here, no, you did that not. Was in, uh, no, uh, it was, prep. it was in prep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wanted to mention that, um, the Supreme Court next month, uh, I haven't seen a date specifically, but they're going to be hearing arguments on the, um, unrealized gains tax uh, obviously you're going to hear arguments for and against uh so I'm, I'm curious the direction this will go if they lose the argument uh that means unrealized gains will be allowed and uh congratulations you'll be taxed on your house on your car on anything and everything that you own that you've already paid for and paid taxes on, you'll be taxed again for owning them because they became more, you know, the, the, the dollar decreased in value. So now it takes more of those dollars to buy the same house that you already have. So you'll have to pay the gains that that house would have gotten or stock or whatever, and you'll, you'll, you'll be taxed on it. So does, I, I don't know if that means they're, you're going to have an IRS agent, you know, one of the 87,000 knock on your door and, and do an audit of your entire place and what you own. I, I don't know what that means exactly, but uh, yeah. Uh, so here's hoping they lose that argument. And um, uh, we, we do not allow unrealized gains uh, to be a thing. I don't think we need a tax for unrealized gains at all. I think that has to go away. How about we get rid of the recognition of something called unrealized gains tax, and then we don't have to worry about it. Honestly, I'm, I'm foregoing to the old school way of taxing. Um, the old school way was uh, the federal government got a percentage of what the states made in their taxes, and there was no other federal tax. The only federal tax was on the state. Um, I'm for going to back to that and completely abolishing any federal tax at all. And the only thing they get is like 10% of whatever the states take in, which would mean you have to abolish every single department that the government has except for the military. And honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously pondering the federal government shouldn't even have a military. It should be a combination of all the states working together, National mm -hmm. Guard. But yeah, you know, those are kind of reforms Techni that um, technically just happen overnight. Yeah, technically, by the Constitution, we're only supposed to have a Navy at the federal level. Yeah. Um, the rest of it I'm, is I'm what you suggested. It's a it's a national regulated militia. I'm OK with or a, not a national, a, a state regulated militia. State sorry. regulated. Yeah. I'm okay with having like a federal like border uh, militia army whatever on the federal level because that's actually that can something do their the feds job. have to do that, that are allowed and can do their job yes of protecting the border yes I'm okay with that because that is something constitutional but um, yeah anyway other than that no I just wanted to alert people hey pay attention to this this might be something of interest to us very good we will see you next week it has been an absolute pleasure my friend thank you for being here today thank you to all of the listeners God bless everyone and have a great evening.